Since the early 1980s, hard-hitting bands such as Petra, Striper, White Cross, and Bloodgood would forever change the boundaries of Christian music. The Rock That Makes Me Roll podcast brings commentary, analysis, and guest speakers from today's and yesterday's top artists and bands. Now, Podbean.com brings you The Rock That Makes Me Roll podcast with your host, Sean Fagan. Hey guys, it's great to be back. My name is Sean Fagan. I am the host of this Rock That Makes Me Roll broadcast today, and I am glad you're with us. I'm sorry it's been a while since I've been able to be on here and be able to speak to you and, and bring you some artists. Had a lot going on in life, and I am thrilled to be back it's been a very busy last several months, a lot of health issues, family issues. Uh, I'm also going to school, and it has just completely consumed my life over the last several months. I apologize. We also had the holiday season there, and uh, I am sorry that I haven't been able to bring people to you. It's definitely been on my mind, and because I've been thinking about it, I have decided to take this broadcast, this podcast, on a slightly different route. Uh, It came to my attention that part of what I set out to do was to be sure to bring you artists that everyone knew uh, that you could get encouragement from and be able to learn from their past and their present and hear the exciting things that are going on with them. But part of what I set out to do was I set out to be able to bring you the new artist. And I realized that I kicked off with a lot of artists that have been pretty big. And I did that for a reason. I did that because I wanted to be able to reach out and capture people's attention. At this point, uh, I have been in talks with some people, and I am planning on bringing you not only current artists that are national artists, but I'm also going to be bringing you some local artists from different places. I am going to be doing a lot more live broadcast versus the -the over-the-phone broadcast. Not that that's not live, but... It'll be in-person broadcasts, and I hope that we are able to reach out to a multitude of not just rock and roll, but we're going to touch in some other areas, too. We may have some artists that are rap artists. We may have some artists that are of slightly different venue, and I am excited about this because it opens up many doors for not just me, but for the artists too, and for the listeners out there. It'll be more for for everyone, and not just the heavy metal people that I'm so interested in, and it sounds like a lot of you are too. I'm hoping to reach a lot more people with this, and also have a lot more artists be able to use this as a platform. So I'm very excited about this. I do have a a situation, a couple situations that I have been in talks with people and been able to set up uh, whenever the artists come to town, I'll be able to go and and definitely interview them. I am extremely excited about this. It's something that I'm looking forward to. I hope that this continues. It'll be great for them. It'll be great for me. It'll be great for you. And I look really forward to having the opportunity to bring you a lot more. And I thank you for being patient with me. I thank you for for the the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listens that I've had. I thank you for the comments that have been placed. I thank you for everything, and I just thank God that I have the opportunity to be able to do this. It's definitely a passion of mine. I love music, been involved in music most of my life, been excited about music. When I was younger, that's all I ever talked about, and I am really excited to be able to bring you the guest speakers that that I am able to bring you. 
And I thank them tremendously for their time and for their talent and for what they bring to all of us. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful gift that they bring to us. And I, I thank all of you that are involved with this. Today we're going to have a very special guest. This guest is going to be uh, an artist that many of you have seen out on the road. I don't know how many of you know his name, but you have definitely seen him if you've been to see Jeremy Camp. Today we have Leif Scartland, the drummer for Jeremy Camp, and I am extremely excited about talking to him. He has so much to tell and is such a really cool guy. And just a little side note, we tried to get some music that Leif had played on some of Jeremy Camp's albums, and the problem with that was uh, they wanted us to go through Jeremy Camp's publishing company uh not just one but two publishing companies and we were unable to successfully work out a deal that we were actually allowed to just put part of the music on here so that you could hear what leaf does on jeremy's album so with that being said definitely check out uh leaf on jeremy camp's albums he plays the music on some of the songs some of the songs he does not but you definitely would want to check that out if you want to hear what he does and then check him out online with uh, some of the live stuff that he does. If you ever get a chance to actually talk to him or Jeremy after a show, I highly encourage it. Get out there and see them. Support these guys and uh, support the ministry and, and the things that Leaf has going on because he's got a lot going on and he's got a lot to share with people. And for those of you that are drummers, Definitely check out his drumming lessons that he has online. You'll hear him talk about that here in just a little bit. And it's going to be a really cool interview. So sit back, put your seatbelt on, and get ready for a ride. Thanks for listening to the Rock That Makes Me Roll podcast. We'll be back in just a minute. The Rock That Makes Me Roll podcast. We are with Leif Scartland, from the drummer from Jeremy Camp's band, and uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit with you, Leif, if we could, about kind of your history and and uh, what it's like playing for Jeremy Camp, and uh, we'll get into some of your other uh, side projects you have going on, and uh, just kind of see where this takes us. Um, so if you wouldn't well, mind... thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. Sure, man. I, I appreciate you appreciate you taking the time out of your day to you know out of your busy schedule i know you guys are getting ready to go back out on uh, uh tour again here in another day or two so it means a lot you took this time you know with us so um why don't you give it me just my pleasure to be here pardon me i'm sorry it is my pleasure to be here oh thank, thank you. you um why don't you give us just a little bit of history about uh, yourself, kind of how you got involved in music, um, how long you've been playing? Uh, just kind of let you know, kind of talk to us a little bit about uh, yourself, if you would. Yeah. Um, well, I'm from San Diego, born and raised there. It's the best city in the world. Um, I started playing drums when I was 12, and I, I really just it was like one day after church, I just said to my dad, "Hey, that looks fun." And uh, he's like, okay, well, hey, I know the, I know the drummer. Let's go talk to him. And his name was Chris Olson, and he agreed to give me drum lessons. Now, my dad is really smart. He's like, well, I'm not going to buy you a drum kit until you uh, take lessons for three months with just a sticks, like a pair of sticks and pad. Because I say he's smart, smart because uh, I took karate and soccer and baseball football and, and once it wasn't fun i was like i'm done and he's like i'm not gonna pay for an expensive drum kit you just quit in a week you know so <laughs> yeah uh, so i took lessons um <clears throat> boring little stick pad lessons <laughs> for three months but i knew i was gonna get a drum kit if i stuck it out and after three months i still wanted to play and so we looked in the newspaper and found a, a ludwig drum kit for 300 bucks that this guy was selling and went and picked it up and it was the Best thing in the world I've ever seen. Um, and it came with red, feisty symbols that were awful, but <laughs> I loved them. And uh, the only CD in the entire house was my sister's Mariah Carey CD. And so I just listened to that and, and learned the drum parts. Um, and then, you know, started buying my own uh, CDs and music. So, um, I, you know, joined the school band 
um, and worship team at church, and the school band was, was unique and really uh, beneficial for me. Um, it was more like an actual band, not typical uh, pep band, marching band kind of a thing. It was a full rock band. Um, I set up my whole drum kit, and uh, we had guitar, bass, keys, vocals. We would do, you know, like movie theme songs and surf songs and, you know, just kind of hits, whatever was going on at the time as well. Um, and we played games, and it was just really um, educational for me to grow up with these guys that were my age in basically the same skill level and kind of learning these songs together. And our music instructor, his name is Devin Berryhill, and um, he was more like a producer for us, not necessarily a music teacher per se, but he would just say, you know, guys, that sounds really awful. That's terrible. Don't ever do that again. It's always nice and to have people said, honest like that, right? Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> we need it more in our life. Just like, we just need the awareness. You know? Right. And so I, I just so appreciated the awareness he would bring me. And he would also be really sweet and say, okay, instead of that, let's try this and let's do it this way because blah, blah, blah. And he taught us to set up a PA system and wrap cable and set up, you know, all this stuff. And so it was just really well-rounded a great experience for me. So, fast forward to um, the summer after I graduated high school, um, Jeremy Jeremy Camp was supposed to play at my church that night, and um, he he wasn't signed. He was just kind of doing special music for uh, churches and events, and and I had heard of him, um, and I heard that he was looking for a drummer. And I was recommended to him from one of my instructors. And I had taken drum lessons for six years from five different teachers. And one of them being uh, Aaron Redfield, who was an instructor, and he recommended me to Jeremy. Um, and so when Jeremy was going to play in my church, I happened to be just walking through campus. And I saw Jeremy, and I said, Oh, hey, man, my name's Leaf. He's like, Oh, Aaron was telling me about you. Um, we should We should get together or whatever. And as we're talking, Aaron calls and says, hey, man, um, calls Jeremy and says, I'm not going to be able to make the show in time. I'm stuck in L.A. traffic. So Jeremy hangs up the phone, looks at me. He's like, do you want to play? Oh, and wow. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I set up drums and, and sound checked, and I played half the set until Aaron got there. And then Aaron kind of jumped in and finished the rest. But Jeremy liked it, and he called me for the next show. And the one after that, and we kind of did that for about a year. Um, and then when he got signed, uh, we went on our first tour, uh, Festival Con Dios. It was called, it was kind of like Winter Jam nowadays. Uh, it was just a bunch of bands and really fun. And that was 15 years ago. Um, and so I've been going uh, with Jeremy for 15 years. Uh, we did van and trailer for several years. And uh, and Lord's blessing, uh, we are now in a, in a in a bus, and definitely the way to travel as much as we do. Um, that's kind of like how I got started with Jeremy, and, and so now I guess since then um, I've had the pleasure of playing with several other artists um, when I can, filling in uh, if I don't have a show with Jeremy. Um, you know, it just kind of works out. Uh, for a summer, I went out with Ten Thousand and Door. Uh, their drummer wife had a baby and they asked me to fill in and, and all the dates just worked out great when they played Jeremy wasn't playing or the times that they played the same time it was on the same festival like the same night you know it's just like oh that's, that just works out great Kind out with for King Country several times um, we did Jim, Jimmy Kimmel together and uh, I just know Joel and Luke um from when they would tour with, with their sister, Rebecca St. James. Right. And uh, uh, so we just kind of became friends, and, and then we did Winter Jam this last year together. And, um, and it was just, a, it, that tour in particular is just really great. Um, you get 10 bands together, even the ones you don't know, you become really good friends. Just the backstage hang is just really great. Um, and so I, I enjoy those kind of bigger tours. We're about to go on a Christmas tour now, um, starting next month, and we're bringing out Jamie Grace, so we're going to have a blast. We'll have 10 days uh, of just Christmas 
Uh, Jeremy has a Christmas album out, and so we'll do uh, several of those. And those are just really fun because we kind of change it up a bit. Um, we kind of do a, a hybrid of acoustic set, and we but we still bring kind of our more rock and full band kind of set as well. Um, and just with the Christmas, you know, versions, you can kind of have a lot of creative freedom with them. And and so I enjoy. It. I I take out a whole cajon setup. Which, for listeners who aren't familiar with cajones, um, they're like those wooden blocks that drummers sit on and play with their hands. Oh, and okay. Mine, mine is a, a Schlagwerk made from Germany, and um, it's got bells and strings inside, and it's hollow, and it sounds like an entire drum kit. And um, and, and so I bring like some percussion setup with tambourine and cymbal and stuff. So it's really great. So that plus the regular drum kit and. And the rest of the guys, um, just a little more kind of stripped down, kind of set. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then immediately after that, we're going to go to India for a few weeks um, with Jeremy's nonprofit called Speaking Louder Ministries. Um, and we're really looking forward to that. I've never been to India. I love Indian food. Indian <laughs> food is my favorite. Like, I get the most excited when we have Indian food. <laughs> um, uh, we have a place here in Franklin. And it is my favorite. I mean, the owner knows me now. I think I just go there too much. I for <laughs> sure play. So I pay their lighting bill or well, something. When you walk in the door and and they already have the food sitting there waiting on you, they don't yeah. even have to ask, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I've the, been waiters there and done know, <laughs> the waiters know my order, too. They're just like, hey, you want a Coke and a water, right? <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> That's great. Man, it's, it's awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then it, directly after we get back from India, we're hitting um, uh, Rock and Roll Worship Roadshow. Rock and Worship Roadshow is the tour. Um, and it's it's similar to Winter Jam. There's 10 bucks at the door, tons of bands. Um, and so we're really looking forward to that. Is that on the East Coast, West Coast, all over? This one's all over, yeah. It's okay. going to go from February through March. Um, and as far as I know, it's, we're hitting all the coasts. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Without, Look look for that tour. It's really great. Just no pre sales, just ten dollars at the door and um I don't even know all the bands on there yet. I, they must have released it by now, but I, I just haven't looked with <laughs> they're a little busy. Man, I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna have to check that out. I hadn't heard about that one, so That'd be great. I want to. I'll try. I got to check that out. You got me interested now. Come on out. Yeah, yeah right, you're man. gonna love it. Okay, we'll do that. So, um. With uh, obviously we spoke before, and and I I told you you know we we hit multiple um, of the uh, Winter Jam tours um, you know throughout this past year, and I got the opportunity to see you and you play with Jeremy and everything. And um, do you feel like you learn quite a bit while you're on tour with the other bands? I mean, does it does it help expand your knowledge on on playing, or I mean, is it? You just feel like you got your own groove, and that's you know kind of what you go with. I'm just curious. I I learn so much on tour. Absolutely, it's um, think about going to 40 concerts in a row, and you're just looking. You're I, I watch the bands. Like I, I love. There's nothing like live music, right? So, um, what I really love about these kind of tours is they try to spread the genres out as much as they can. So that there's just it appeals to a wide audience, and and so when you watch someone just in their element doing their thing, these bands are are great at what they do. Um, I oh absolutely, I've learned so much. Um, I love watching these these guys play. You can see what just can be done. You see their interpretation of it, um, and some of their style and, and technique. All that kind of stuff can really help because I'm a big believer that there's tons of different ways to play drums, and there's no wrong way or right way to set up your drum kit or play them. Uh, I think there's better ways, and so in my lessons I teach some of them. But it's just so personal. I think I mean you could hang ceiling, you know, symbols from the ceiling. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, right. But, um, but yeah, I love watching and getting to know, and, and even backstage, I may. We just talk with the other drummers and just be like, "Hey, what do you do for warm-ups? Or um, how did you do that fill?" You know, or a lot of times we've even 
we've even had like pranks not really pranks but kind of just, like um, games we would play and uh, on this last tour um, we would say alright tonight's thing is um, you gotta stand up and and cross the sticks at some point you know and so then we'd watch to see if they, they did it. Or you'd have to do this certain fill. Um, and we would pick a terrible fill, like a fill you don't want to do. You know, <laughs> just just to see if they would do it. And I'm pretty proud to say I did all the, the, the things we came up with. <laughs> That's great. I fit them in, in places that weren't too obvious, because obviously we don't want to ruin the show. I don't right. want to distract Jeremy or anything like that. So I would never do anything that crazy. But when they're kind of little inside jokes... You pull it off, and you look off to the side of the stage, and, and your buddies are totally bust up laughing. <laughs> um, it's just, it just makes it super fun. <laughs> That's great. We so try to have fun on the road. That's great, man. That's great. You guys always look like you're having fun when you're up there, for sure. Oh, so, yeah. We're going to do what we love and serve the Lord and tell people about Jesus. And um, I mean, it's, it's really not work, per se. Like, band members should never complain about being tired of working i mean they they get to play we get to play music and uh, it's just such a blessing i don't ever want to take for granted right so i heard you mention just a few minutes ago about your um your drum lessons can you tell us a little bit about uh how you offer those drum lessons yes i started a company called drumcast live and i give drum lessons through video chat using skype and so anywhere in the world you can get a lesson with me. And I started this many years ago, um, just looking at what was available online. There are some people really doing drum lessons great with kind of pre-recorded videos, um, or you can kind of sit in on some of their sessions that they're, they're teaching, which I think are really great. Um, I just saw a gap in, in the one-on-one -on -one um, lessons online and so some of the things I noticed about these other um, lessons that were being offered is I mean they'll teach you some cool tricks and maybe some technique stuff which is awesome but if if any of it kind of goes over your head or you're not understanding it fully there's no asking questions um, sometimes you can but you don't I mean sometimes if there's 30 people in a session you don't you don't get to all your questions so I just really missed that one-on-one, -on -one. And, and all the lessons I had ever taken were one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, and as I give lessons, I'm able to see so often I'm explaining something or demonstrating something, and I even may get like a head nod, like, okay, yeah, I got it, but as soon as they try to play it, they don't have it. Right. And they don't understand it, you know. So I may have to say it a different way or go, okay, well, instead, let's try this exercise to develop this skill first, and then we'll come back to that. Um, and I just love that one-on-one -on -one, um, just interaction we can have, just kind of going back and forth with discussing and talking, and, and I can demonstrate and I can watch and I can critique. So with online these online lessons, I'm able to do that. It feels like we're in the same room together. You're on your drum kit at your house and I'm on my drum kit at my house. And I have students all over the nation, different time zones. Uh, that's the hardest part about it, is <laughs> figure out, uh, where's uh, little Johnny from? Like, what time zone is he in? And so um, and that's kind of the biggest part. But nowadays, everyone has internet and a webcam built into your, you know, laptops, or even if you don't have one, a webcam is $9 at Walmart, you know, so... Right. Uh, it's very inexpensive to, to get these lessons and to get set up for them. So, um, yeah, I, I've, been, I've been loving teaching. I've, I've been teaching probably 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. And and uh, it's been fantastic. I learn so much when I teach. Um, it, it brings me back to the basics. It keeps me grounded on the fundamentals, which, which are just uh, stick control, timing and coordination. I mean, you have those three things, you, you can play drums. Um, so, I've been having a blast doing that. I teach at this, um, this school here in town. Uh, they have it every year. It's called Camp Electric. And it's one of my favorite times of the year. It's in the summertime and it's just it's three days long. And it's kind of like um, 
these guys get these these players from some Christian music from different artists. Um, either the artists will come teach, or their band will come out. And um, band members from Toby Mac and um, Casting Crowns, uh, you, you name it. Um, any of these big time guys, uh, they got got teachers teaching it. It's just a really great time. I just love. It's a little more classroom setting, so I've got probably 30 students at a time. Um, but it's still kind of that one-on-one at, at times because, you know, they're able to raise their hand and I kind of get to them and we talk about things. For me, for me, teaching is, is one of my favorite things I do. It's a huge passion of mine. Now, how much, uh, if somebody was interested uh, in getting involved with the Skype lesson with you, how much does it cost and how, how do they get a hold of you to do that? very easy um you can either get a hold of me on my facebook page which is just my name leek scartland or um you can send me an email directly at drumcastlive at gmail.com okay d-r-u-m-c-a-s-t-l-i-v-e at gmail.com and we typically will do an hour um and rates right now if you get in early they're 60 bucks so they are, and we we learn the things you need to learn. We go over things you want to go over. Um, we go over exercises that will you will use for the rest of your life that I still use, warm ups that I still use before I go on stage, and exercises that I still use as I find myself tapping on the steering wheel when I drive. I now correct myself like, oh, I'm going to tap on purpose. I have things to actually to work on instead of just randomly tapping to a beat. Great. The uh, one other question I had, uh, I saw where you have, I saw a couple different things. Um, it looks like you have a couple pr- um, production type situations mm-hmm. going on. One is belief. It looked like, and the other was, I'm pulling a blank. I don't see it. I don't. I thought I read. Oh, it's okay. It. I know that there's another one because I saw two of them, but I don't see the other one. Um, I believe I only have. Um, Leaf Productions. Okay, and it was play uh, on my name. My my name is Leaf. It's L E I F, and so I spell it D E L E I F. Okay, Productions. I saw and, one, I think it was. I think it was Scotland Productions. Maybe I saw somewhere. Oh, okay. I'm in the process of, of changing it to Scotland. So okay, you may have seen some some stuff floating around. So, okay. um, but yeah, if you type in Belief Productions, it'll forward to Scotland Productions pretty soon. Um, I just had a lot of trouble with the name. People either spell it correctly and, and the autocorrect changes it, um, or they don't realize my name is Leaf and it's a play on words. So. Right. <laughs> so then emails get lost and they don't find the website and things like that. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to change it. Yeah. So what all do you do with that? I, I saw where you were doing, it looked like videos for other bands. Um, I've seen some short clips for like Jeremy Camp when you guys are out on the road, different things mm-hmm. like that. What all, what all is involved in that? And, um, you know, kind of where are you going with it? Well, video has become such another passion of mine. Video editing, particularly. I'm one of those nerds that can sit in a room for 12 hours and it's just a great day. Uh, in front of my computer screen, just editing. Um, it's pure creating to me. And I got started with Jeremy. Um, we were actually going to fly to Nova Scotia, and uh, we couldn't take everybody. And um, so the, uh, one of our merch guys who, who normally did our video stuff wasn't able to go. And so I wanted to film the experience, and all I had was an iPhone. So I, I just kind of filmed our little shenanigans we got into and we got there and we went bowling or something, and, you know, just kind of just fun, just goofing around stuff and then a little bit of the show and kind of the, the travel here and back. And I, I have a, a Mac and so it comes with iMovie, it's free and so I was just like, oh, I'll just cut out all the blurry stuff and the shaky and the boring stuff and just kind of put together something to see what comes up with it. And I did and, and I showed the guys and they freaked out. They were like, this is awesome. And Jeremy's like, I want you to do this for every single show this year. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, and, and we're going to pay you. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I did a hundred videos that year. Oh, my goodness. As these like video blogs, just 
kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, anything from Jeremy warming up to our sound check and, uh, or us visiting a children's hospital. I mean, it just, whatever we were doing that day, we just kind of documented and it's now kind of turned into more of like a on, you know, on the road journal for us, things that we want to remember. And we're kind of including you guys in, into that. Um, and it's, it's a cool inside look of, of Jeremy's players. Like everyone knows Jeremy and he's very animated and, and personal on the, on, on the, on the videos. <clears throat> but you get to know our, our monitor tech, Josh, and you get to know, you know, the stage manager, Caleb, and our new keyboardist, Anthony. Um, you know, so you get to a little, you get to get to hear from them, get to know their personalities. And Walt is the star. He's our bass player. He is the actor. Um, <laughs> there's no script. You just you just either give him a question or you just put a camera in front of him, and he just runs. And, he, he's a trip. He, I've seen some. <laughs> so he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun because he just does it all. Uh, he's like he can be the one man show the entire time. Uh, we are all just extras in his show, basically. Right. <laughs> but it, so it's a lot of fun. So I just started doing that, and. Um, and so, uh, I guess other people just started seeing them and, and started asking me to do some of their videos. And then I started doing some video work for All Sons and Daughters. Uh, there are worship leaders at our church here. And I did their music video. And I started doing some EPKs for them, which stands for Electronic Press Kit. So this is like a little commercial for whatever new project you have going. Mm-hmm. And then labels started calling me saying, hey, we got a band we want you to do EPK for or, hey, can you do an EPK for, you know, Phil Wickham or Jeremy Camp or, you know, I just started doing um, some of these bigger names. Um, and I started now doing commercials and music videos. And I'm just loving it. I mean, I'm, it's a great, a great thing for me to have on the side uh, as we're home probably most weeks during the week. We kind of now play weekends with Jeremy. Okay. He's at a level where he's able to kind of pick and choose what he wants to do. He's got three kids. You know, he's been doing this for 15 years right. straight. And and so he's kind of wanting to just, just not stop or anything, but he just wants to take it easy and be there for his family. And so we kind of go out on tours. And even on tour, we kind of just do weekends, and maybe Thursday through Sunday kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it's not tours, it's either festival season in the summertime, what we, what we call spot dates, which is just kind of random shows we've got to go out and come back. And that's kind of why most people live in Nashville. It's very central. But we can kind of go, I mean, a 12-hour radius of Nashville, we can hit probably 90% of our markets. Midwest and East Coast is where we spend a lot of our time. Right. Um, so we can kind of drive up to Ohio, come right back, and drive down to Florida, come right back. You know, and, and so it's fairly, fairly close. Um, so I, I've been doing this video stuff on the side, which has now kind of been almost, almost my full time job just because I'm in home more than I'm gone. And so I'm doing a lot of video stuff. So the Lord's blessing that I feel like a real ministry has been happening with it. Um, and I love telling stories with visuals and sounds and editing is the best way to do it. That's so neat. Um, so if, Say there's a band out there that might be interested in, in getting a hold of you for some services. How would they go about doing that? Um, again, through any social media. Okay. Um, it would be um, one way. I, I run all of my sites. Um, okay. And then other than that, um, Productions at gmail.com would be a great way. Okay. Um, which is B-E-L-E-I-F and then productions at gmail.com. Okay. All yeah. Right. Awesome, man. That is so cool. Can't wait to see some more of your videos. Well, thank you. Tell me a little bit about, um, well, before I go into that, do you do any writing? I mean, do you do you help write any of the music, like with Jeremy Camp, or do you do any writing of your own? Specifically with Jeremy, no, I don't. He he typically writes all his own stuff. Okay. Um this last album he just released uh, was his first time to actually collaborate with, with a bunch of different people. Um, and he said he loved it. He was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this before? 
Now, is that the I Will Follow album? Yes, I Will okay. Follow the record. Right. Um, he co-wrote um, all those songs, and and just he just loved the collaboration of the different writers he had. Um, and I've done uh, very little writing. Um, I kind of like, you know, cinematic music, instrumental, um, kind of the moody kind of stuff. I guess the best way to describe it is cinematic. And I, yes, I do write uh, that. I've, I've used some of mine for for some videos. Um, I just don't. I don't really have the time to dedicate um, to that right now. Sure. So I don't have anything current or uh, <laughs> worth showing. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but man, writing is just so much fun. And I'm just not a lyricist. Um, those people who can write lyrics, I applaud you and. Um, and I'm jealous. Uh, so sometimes you get people that can write lyrics and they, they don't they don't know the instrument. Um, right. And then you got people like me. I, I know instruments. I play piano, guitar, um, but I just don't do lyrics. Um, I I can hear melodies. I can write you know hook lines, whatever. So lyricists are people I I try to um, collaborate with uh, when writing songs. Neat. Okay, so what I wanted to ask you about next was. Um can you give us just a, a little bit about your testimony, um, kind of um, how you became a Christian, you know, kind of a little bit of a story of that, if you don't mind? Yes, this is my favorite part. Awesome. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, and when I was about six is when my parents um, gave their hearts to the Lord. And so from six on, I've been in a Christian home, uh, going to church every Sunday and reading the Bible together, things like that. But <clears throat> when my parents got saved, they were obviously really excited. And so uh, they didn't know how to show my sister and I um, the gospel, really. Um, my sister is three years younger than me. So when I was six, um, they showed us this video called A Thief in the Night. And it's this 70s, poorly done video about the end times. Um, where the government's chasing these kids, trying to chop their heads off, and um, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, uh, revelation kind of stuff. As a six-year-old, it's frightening, mm-hmm. and definitely scared. Um, so afterwards, I was like, what the heck is happening? And my mom's like, oh, well, if you don't want this to happen, or when you die, you want to go to heaven, all you got to do is say this prayer, invite Jesus in your heart. And I was like, yep, let's do it. <laughs> I do not want the government chasing me, and I'd rather go to heaven when I die. So we say the prayer, and I was I was thinking I'm just I'm good. Um, but my parents then made me read uh, a chapter of the Bible every morning before I could watch TV, and I love watching TV. I used to love watching TV, so I read a chapter every single day. And I would just read the Bible forwards and backwards, and um, Proverbs was my favorite, um, which is very practical, and you get a bunch of little nuggets. And um, But even though it, it didn't mean anything personal to me, I, I believe the word doesn't return void. And, and so when I was 14, um, I was sitting at church. It was a Sunday night service. Miles McPherson um, was the pastor, and he was t- preaching about you can't use God as an escape route out of hell. That it's not a religious thing, it's about a relationship and, and how the creator of the universe wants to know me personally and have a personal interaction. And I was like, I do not have that, and I want that. And it just I just felt this, just this tug, and it just clicked and things made sense and all those... Um, all the years of reading the Bible before, just kind of a lot of the things just just really got solidified in my heart. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I need this!" And I remember raising my hand and and I gave my heart to the Lord right then when I was fourteen. And I said, "My life is yours. I want to live it for you, and and I need your help. And I want I want to know you, and I want you to know me." Um, and I've been following Him ever since, and it's been an amazing journey. I've gone through some crazy, terrible times um, that has rocked my entire life. Um, but God has never left me, and He's walked me through these these hard times. 
and I've had some triumphs and some great, great times where I've been able to celebrate with the Lord, and and He's surrounded me by with a lot of people that have been really great for me, really good mentors, and people who've prayed for me, and um, just brought a lot of good, healthy awareness to to my life. And uh, and so, man, I've I've been I feel like I'm where God wants me to be, and the only reason I can really say that with confidence is because I'm spending time with Him. And just this, the, the quiet times with me and the Lord have been really sweet. And I feel like this is still where he wants me. Playing with Jeremy, doing videos, um, giving lessons, all that kind of stuff. Um, and if he wants me to do something else, I'm, I'm cool with that too. Um, I'm really, I don't think this is my life and my story. I feel like this, uh, I'm living in, in God's story. He's the main character of, of my life. And, and I want to live that way. I want my life to reflect that. And, uh, I mean, I, I go to a great church out here. It's called Journey. And I remember the first Sunday I went there, uh, after moving from San Diego, like an idiot, I moved, um, to Nashville. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, I was spending all my time here in Nashville. I was at one point commuting from, from San Diego to Nashville every single week. Oh my and goodness! Flying from San Diego to different shows—it lasted about six months, and I was like, "I can't do this. This is terrible." Wow! Um, the commute's just too long. And so I moved, and it's been great. I've been able to be home a lot, and um, but one of the things I was worried about is finding a good church. I I grew up in a great church, and I loved. I had a really good community, and um, and I heard some bad things about Nashville, just from people who kind of moved here and moved back to San Diego, and. The, the report wasn't good. It was like, you know, oh man, those churches, there's a million churches there, but either a great um, pastor, but terrible worship, or good worship, but terrible teaching. And I was like, oh man, I just kind of discouraged moving here. And I started visiting churches to kind of find one. Every single one I've gone to has been awesome. And I was like, this isn't what anything other than people talked about. Right. <laughs> um, and so, there really are thousands of churches here. I mean, this is the Bible Belt South. This is great. Um, and <clears throat> so the first week I went to Journey, I was just like, this is home. This feels right. I connected with the pastor, the worship, um, and, and people in the in the audience, obviously, is the community there. It's just been so wonderful. Um, and and so that, to me, that's huge. Um, and then also on the road, um, Serving with Jeremy has been incredible and, and so um, eye-opening and very, uh, it's just matured me. I don't know the right way to say it. It has matured me so much um, be, uh, serving with him. He is such, I mean, he's such a man filled with integrity, uh, more than I, I know anyone else. He um, He's the same man on and off stage, and he really is all about Jesus. And you go to any of our concerts, you'll see that. All he does is talk about you. He's got no agenda about building his own little kingdom here. And and it really shows in his songs and the way he lives his life. Um, and so <clears throat> I've just grown tremendously spiritually uh, working with him. And we keep each other accountable on the road. All the guys are there. who want, <clears throat> They all want to be there. They're there for a reason. Uh, we know this is first about ministry and then about music. And and, um, and so we are able to be very real with one another and call each other out on stuff. And, and you have to be. I mean, we're with each other so much in tight quarters. I mean, think about we're in a, in a bus, in a hotel room, or an airplane, or a van. Most of the time we're together is not on stage. And so we have to be... Uh, we have to get along, for one thing. <laughs> right. And that's how most bands and artists are. They want to hire their friends. You could be the best drummer in the world, uh, but if you're a jerk, you're going to be the best drummer who plays in the room. Right, exactly. Um, it's. I tell my students, it's 80% people skills. Keeping a gig is 80% people skills. I give you 20% because you got to be able to play. You gotta be able to pull it off. 
but the majority of the time it's just not on stage. And and so no one wants to be around someone who's mean or a downer, no fun to be with, or um, who's just inappropriate. So, um, and so all around, it's it's an amazing experience being with with Jeremy and those guys spiritually, uh, musically, and, and personally. I know when I met, uh, I I finally got an opportunity. I, I mean, I I've listened to Jeremy Camp, I've listened to Jeremy's music off and on through you know throughout the years, um, but it wasn't until this tour that I actually fell in love with the whole album. I mean, it was you know I'd find songs here and there that I liked, um, and it wasn't that the rest of the songs weren't good. It's just that I was more into. Uh, more of a a rock sound, and I felt like this album really, man, it was that was it was just phenomenal album. And I actually got the chance uh, when you guys were down in Kentucky, um, over in Louisville, I actually got a chance to um, uh, meet Jeremy. You know, down you know, and and they were having that big, I don't know, that fan fan zone or whatever it was. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a chance to actually meet him down there, and. You know, the one story I tell everybody about him is, is even with me, it was me and, and, and I know my daughter walked up later and, and talked to him um, because, you know, when he met, when I got a chance to actually talk to him, he looks you right in the eye and he takes, it, it, it may have only been, you know, 30 seconds, but it seemed like mm-hmm. eternity because he was very sincere about having that conversation with you and and i know oh, my, yeah. my daughter very I was, engaged yeah exactly very engaged and my daughter was uh, um my both of my daughters were there with me but my oldest daughter she uh was uh, she walked back up to him there was nobody else in line and he was getting ready to go and she walked back up to him and she said i just want you to know uh that that you know this the one song that you do you know, I just want you to know how much it means to, to my dad. He's going through a really rough time, and, and that song has just totally ministered to him. And he stopped and turned around, and, I mean, you know, it was just that, just that intent engagement that he has with people. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. I know other people do, too. And um, so, you know, I, I guess I'm saying that because, you know, you were talking about how you guys keep yourselves accountable and how ministry comes first. And I've been around bands where it's not like that. It's, it's the opposite. It's the music, you know, I'm here, you're there, you know, and, and that kind of stuff means a lot, you know, a lot to people. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, well, I appreciate your story, man. And I am very proud of you guys, you know you know collectively and individually and uh, you guys definitely lead by example and and you know i i can't say enough about how much you know people like myself and others appreciate that and uh wow, thank you for saying that appreciate sh- that sh- certainly man uh i really mean it um i wanted to talk to you about one more thing wasn't on something that you and i had actually kind of talked about before um I wanted to say a big, huge congratulations on uh, your engagement. And uh, um, yes, thank I, you. I, I I saw your story, and and the story behind that is so awesome. How she was planning your birthday party and <laughs> turned it around the other way. That was so cool, dude. That was awesome, yes. man. Uh, and it went so perfect too. Uh, <laughs> everyone helping me involved uh, was just so great, and. Uh, rarely do you get something to work exactly how you planned it. <laughs> right. Well, man, I not just want... Go ahead. Not one thing went wrong. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, I just want to say congratulations on that, and I wish you guys the best of luck. And uh, just wanted to... I guess the last thing I want to say here is, you know, I just want to find out whether or not, you know, you have any... Uh, anything additional you'd like to add that maybe we didn't cover? Uh, anything you'd like to say to any of the fans out there listening? Um, well, first off, you've done a fantastic job hosting. Thank you. Uh, I feel like you've asked the correct questions and led this so um, eloquently, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, other than that, I just want to say goodbye and just say, man, guys, thanks so much for listening in. Um, we... We'll all look forward to seeing you guys out on the road as we're going to be on these these tours. Please come up to us and and 
talk to us and uh, we make ourselves available after shows or before um, to interact and talk. Um, that's one of my favorite times is uh, just either talking drums, music, or not. Uh, a lot of times, because we're on stage, you know, people give us that credibility and a lot of times um, the spirit uses the opportunity to to do some really really good work and just a lot of ministry happens. Uh, I've sat and prayed with moms who've cried about their children that ran away or, or you know, tons of different stories or uh, or kids who are cutting or thinking about suicide and or non-Christians who want to know more about Jesus. Um, and so, uh, so anytime you see us, please, you don't bother us. We're not rock stars just rolling into the city to play and then we're leaving. Like, uh, we're there to, to connect and, uh, and talk to you all. So if we want to be uh, open and, and vulnerable with y'all. Well, thank you so much, Leaf, for taking your time out to, to, to chat with me tonight. And uh, I hope to see you guys out on the road here real soon. Um, I get there, I'll, I'll look you up and say hey. Yes, I look forward to it. All right, man. Well, you have yourself a blessed evening, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Leaf. Bye now. Bye. Bye.